Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 75, the award season episode of the Game Groups Podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Goodnight Groups. My name is Matt, and today I am joined by Mike, Paul, and Josh. But guys, let's get right into things. Why don't we? Instead of asking you guys how you're doing, I want to ask everyone what the peak of their week has been. Paul? <laughs> what's, yeah. the, what's the best thing that sorry i was being a little aggressive there what's the best <laughs> thing that happened to you this week i got like uh j jonah jameson uh get me pictures of spider-man <laughs> yeah. vibes like where's the peak of your week yeah so peak of my week i don't know it's been kind of dull i will say not a crazy week um just kind of waiting for cool things to happen like you know we're going rachel and i are going to new york soon yeah. and i'm gonna have a bunch of time off around christmas and so there's a lot of good stuff coming out uh, or coming up for me, sorry, in the next uh, month or so. But yeah, right now it's been kind of dull. So because it was so dull, I did a little Black Friday shopping, a little bit of Cyber Monday Black Friday. Got some new jeans, got some new boots, got a new little winter coat thing. Nothing too extravagant, just like some nice, just things were starting to fall apart. So I did that. That was nice. But what also I did, um, if that can be said in a <laughs> way that makes sense, what I also did was went and splurged and got a new cell phone. Uh, I haven't actually Whoa. opened it yet. Um, but I got a Pixel 7 Pro coming back to the Google side, baby. Wow. For you, Josh, for you. Let's so we go, can, baby. So we you can send each it. other sexy RCS uh, messages. But yes, yeah. daddy. Uh, I got uh, Pixel 7 Pro, just came today. Haven't opened it yet, but uh, pretty excited. I also kind of like upgraded my phone plan for, you know, it's like five bucks cheaper, but now I have like 50 gigabytes instead of like wow. 15 gigabytes. I don't know. Stupid bullshit. But anyway, I'm pretty excited. I definitely don't need a new phone. I wasn't even at the end of my two year like financing. So I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> selling my old Jesus. selling my iphone for more than uh it'll cost to pay off and then to switch over. but anyway i'm ex i'm excited i will uh have a better report back next week on uh what it's like to be back in pixel town i haven't been there since the pixel 2 so it's been some time and i haven't been on android and well actually only like a year so but i'm, I'm coming back i'm a little disappointed a little disappointed i know i know yeah we did i messaged that one time and that was yeah pretty, we did that was pretty now rad we, now we can't I'm not getting I'm not getting international fees anymore. I, I don't you. do any of this stuff, you know, like that's what I was Rachel's like, oh, I'm disappointed because I'm not going to be able to like we don't, I was like, we don't iMessage. We use Telegram like we don't use any of the Apple stuff. We don't share a, a, like a, we don't share any of our Apple library stuff. No, we don't like I mean, or what is it? Animoji? We could Bitmoji Snapchat, uh, Matt. Get with right, it. OK, yeah. Yeah, we don't do any. The only thing I do is airdrop. I like to like sh airdrop like ridiculous shit to Rachel's phone while she's just sitting there. Um, so I'm gonna miss that, but I yeah. can just text it. I can text. It. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I know the camera's really nice on those. It's yeah, it's good. Honestly, the newest iPhones are like also very good, um, but they're more expensive. So I was like, fuck it, fuck it. I'm switching. Yeah, the camera's nice though. I'm psyched. One thing you need to do before you go to to New York City, play a little uh, Miles Morales again. Yes. Get very true. Actually, I think I will be doing that. That's a good call out. Yeah. Josh, what was the peak of your week? So, uh, probably, you know what, we'll keep it simple. Thanksgiving, it's gotta be. I, I think just the whole kind of week, I mean, we left on Wednesday, uh, and basically stayed there from Thursday until Sunday, and just hung out with family and friends, and it was super fucking cool. It's, uh, with as busy as we've been lately, it's like we haven't had a chance to, like, get away and go visit family or friends, so it was nice to finally get up there and see everybody. But yeah, I'd, I'd say that's gotta be it. Uh, we also ate at a 
dope ass new restaurant. It was really fucking good. Very nice. I'm a little surprised you didn't say Dragonflight, but you know, you went, uh, you defaulted back to the family stuff. So I, I can't fault you for that. Sometimes they, sometimes they went over well. Occasionally, <laughs> just give it. Next week we'll be hearing about Dragonflight. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't he hasn't had enough time to settle for Josh yeah. yet. He hasn't really fully taken it in. Yeah, well, I'll I'll go next because I'm also saying Thanksgiving. I had a really good Thanksgiving break. We did two, our two Thanksgivings with each side of the family. We did one Thursday and then another on Sunday, which I think is actually a perfect amount of separation between gorging sessions. So nice restaurant Thursday, traditional dinner on Sunday. Also, doing their traditional dinner on Sunday means all week at work this week, leftovers for lunch. It's awesome. It's perfect. Mike, the peak your week. Uh, my peak of the week is actually the peak of my year. Whoa. Michigan beat Ohio State in football. We won <laughs> yeah. the game. Let's so go. They, they can go get fucked for another year. Very nice. Congratulations. Was, this one was uh, at Ohio State, right? Yes. And they planted the house. flag. Yeah, because they planted the flag in the, in the O. Very yep. nice. Yep. It was like six. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to show me your trends. In Show Me Your Trends, I give the panelists the beginning of a Google search phrase. They have to tell me how the top result ends by picking from three options. One is right, two are wrong. Searches are made in incognito mode. To get the purest answers possible, we're going to play three quick rounds. Round one. Why is Elden Ring so hard? So popular? Or rated M? Okay, I'll read that correctly. Well, this is the uh, Josh's <laughs> farewell edition of the podcast. Last, last year, last week, you you skipped doing it in incognito and did it yeah. for a different word. I was yeah. waiting this time. Uh, you did not disappoint. What if, like, I just start doing it every? I start like later in the segment every week until it's, until like, we the get last. to like the outro <laughs> yeah. of the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> it comes up during the big question. Yeah, I'll keep you. I have to keep you guys on your toes, otherwise it gets a little stale. All right, let me reread <laughs> round one. <laughs> Why is Elden Ring blank? Why is Elden Ring so hard? Why is Elden Ring so popular? Or why is Elden Ring rated M? I think given its popularity and people flocking to it, I'm going to go with so hard. Because I'm sure people were struggling with that shit. Yeah, I don't understand who's going like so popular. Because like, it just is. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like what, if you don't get it, I feel like you'll just play it. I don't know, but there are, I guess there are people who don't really understand like the souls like kind of thing and are wondering like, why was everyone talking about this game? This looks like difficult. <laughs> Where's Kirby? Fuck. Yeah, if, if there's a game where people, if there's a souls like game that people bought not expecting difficulty, it was Elden Ring just cause it was such a big deal. Yeah. Like you who bought it and then found it too difficult in the tutorial and returned it. <laughs> cause you see, <laughs> accidentally skip the tutorial yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah I, I don't know i think i'm gonna go rated m like i don't know why i don't know yeah no i'm going rated m because i feel like that's something you might wonder all right the answer is why is elden ring so hard yeah why is it so hard uh, edging all right next round <laughs> is kratos blank is Kratos immortal? Is Kratos real? Or is Kratos black? Uh, is Kratos black? Because yes, sort of. Sort of? The actor. Is Kratos real? Uh, that's really the best one, yeah. What the fuck? 
of all video game characters. <laughs> it's the nine foot yeah. giant man who's, who's a like god killed of war. every god. It also like if you're assuming mm-hmm. Kratos is real, every pantheon of gods is also <laughs> yeah. real. Like there's a lot to go on here. Yeah, yeah we, we've missed our gods at some point. Yeah, Damn like shame. I, I know the world serpent is real, but like, is Kratos real? Because like, those Greeks were onto something. All right, what do we think? Uh, it's fucking. I, I'm gonna go with real. I'm going Fuck black. It. Yeah, I'm going real because I feel like people are wondering if he was a god. Oh, like, maybe like exist? if he was in mythology. Actually, yeah, yeah. mythology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's which that's he okay. isn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The answer is: Is Kratos black? Hey, black? got one. People want to wow. know. People want to wow. know. People are like, "Wait a fucking second! This huge skinhead white dude is voiced <laughs> by a black guy." <laughs> yeah, Christopher Judge. Awesome. Christopher Judge. Yeah, he's Fantastic great. Job. Mm-hmm. And he's going to come up again in the show later on. Hey. Round three. Why is Zelda blank? Why is Zelda British? Why is Zelda? Music so good, or why is Zelda called Zelda? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> why is Zelda music so good? <laughs> I, I I gotta go with why is Zelda music so good. I'm gonna say why is Zelda called Zelda because I think there's a lot of people who are like, why but is it called not. Link? You know, why is it called Zelda? It's not called Zelda. It's called Legend of Zelda. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The answer is why is Zelda? Called Zelda. Why is Zelda called Zelda? Also, why is Zelda British? Not British. No. Not Brit- in any way. No. Is it not one of those things where everyone has like an American accent and Zelda inexplicably has a British accent, or is that not part of it? I don't think they have any voice acting, really. Do they? I guess they, they do. Some, they do. a little yeah. bit. No, but they Link do. isn't voice acted, right? Link doesn't talk. Right. Yeah, he's a mute. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well... Yeah. Well, fuck it. Why is all the calls over? <laughs> <laughs> Another game that's going to come up later. All right, let's move on. So this week, no big question because we got the big award show predictions episode. So these are our predictions for the Game Awards 2022. But before we begin, I need to remind everyone that we are going to be co-streaming the Game Awards like we did last year, live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash goodnightgroofs. It's on December 8th. Thursday, December 8th. Their pre-show begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Our pre-show is going to begin about 10 minutes before that. We're going to say around 7.20 p.m. Eastern. So head on over for that. Join us in watching the show, and uh, we'll have a good time. We know in the past the Game Awards hasn't always lived up to the hype, but it's still fun nonetheless. There will be some announcements. I'm wearing a bow tie. He's going to wear a bow tie. It's great to see uh, Jeff Keighley. I, I want to see what, how he's been, what he's been doing. And his best friend, Hideo Kojima. And his best friend, Hideo Kojima. All right, so now we're going to go through the predictions for every single, every single category, all 31, I believe, in this year's Game Awards. So if a panelist has a game that they want to win but don't necessarily predict will win, feel free to mention it, guys. And then we'll, we're going to start with the smaller awards or at least ones that are less relevant to us personally, and then we're going to gradually work our way up to the big ones ending with Game of the Year. If we want to discuss the picks for a bit, we could totally do that. But let's get going on this. All right. So, first category is best esports coach. Best esports coach. Okay. Here are the nominees Andre Blade Horendensky, Matthias Bzka. <laughs> I don't beautiful. Terrasconi, Eric Dumbros Sandgren, Robert Raba N. 
Dahlstrom and go score Dong Bin. All right. I know I had to look every single one of these guys up. Oh, you looked them up? I had to. Yeah. <laughs> I had to, you just picked a name. <laughs> yeah. A face. I picked what game they were connected to mostly. Oh. All right. So let's go through. Let's go Josh, Paul, Mike, then myself, and then we'll rotate through that as we go on. So Josh, best esports coach, who you got? This uh, kind of goes through with my theme that I have. Uh, I went with score for this. I just have a feeling the uh, league thing is going to be a consistent theme if I had to guess. Okay. Very nice. Paul? Uh, yeah. I mean, last year, Josh and I both bet hard on League of Legends, uh, and I think Josh is doing that again this year. I didn't uh, as much, but yeah. Uh, I also went with Go, uh, Score, Dong Bin. Um, honestly, the rest of those guys all just look like a bunch of... They all, all the pictures looked exactly the same on the website, and Go just looks <laughs> so fucking serious and, and just cool, and so he gets my vote. All right, Mike? I'm actually not going with League because I think it's funny that they selected Gen G to represent the League people, considering they've had enough drama with Riot. I went with uh, Bizka because I'm on the Valorant train again. Yep. And he's holding the trophy. I think this year, <laughs> this year that might pay off. I, I was going full league again too, but like there's part of me that feels like you were a little early last year, Mike, with Valorant, but I think this year might be the Valorant year. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm on the Valorant train this year. I think, although Mike picked a different guy than me. I thought I was <laughs> picking a guy who was a Valorant guy, but I'm picking Eric Doombros Sandgren. He is. He is okay. he is a Valorant guy, but I believe Loud is the one that won the championship because Bizka is holding the championship trophy. Mm. Right. That's what I did. I, I, I looked at both of them. I looked at their 2022 records. They were fairly neck and neck in, in the, in like first and second places and stuff like that. But I picked the guy who I guess most recently maybe won some big ones. So I don't know. We'll have to see, but yeah, I'm also on the Valorant train this year, but let's move on. Paul, you're going to go first on this one. All right, next up, we have Best Esports Athlete. All right, these are Jong Chovi Ji-hoon, Lee Faker Sang Hayuk. And yeah, I, I'm butchering these names. I apologize. It, it is what it I is. I think pretty good. Finn Kerrigan Anderson, Oleksandr Simple Kostaliev, and Jacob Ye uh, Whitaker. I love Ye as a Yay. handle. That's funny. <laughs> Paul, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going with Faker. Uh, I have no good reason to. I just thought he had it. Um, I'm going faker because it's faker. <laughs> I feel like he's the most famous person on this list. <laughs> I'm also going faker. Ooh. It was the only name that I think I recognized. I may have recognized Simple. but Simple I, won the award last year. Okay, so that's, right. that's why. But yeah, I'm going faker. Yeah, I'm also going Faker. It's Faker. How can you not? I mean, even I know who he is, and I don't give a fuck about League of Legends. Oh, man, I got lucky that I just uh, happened to uh, think he <laughs> yeah. seemed, seemed kind of like a cool guy. It's a good name. It's a good name, too. All right. Next category, best esports team. We have Dark Zero Esports, FaZe Clan, Gen G, Los Angeles Thieves, and Loud. Mike? Uh, Yeah, I'm going FaZe for the memes. Phase for the memes. I feel like you could, yeah, phase definitely the memes. Los Angeles Thieves, I, th I feel like you could go for the memes. I'm going with Loud. I just think it's their time. Sense. It's their time. I don't, I have no idea. They, they won Champions 2022, so. 
And uh, I just kind of stuck with Gen G and went with League of Legends. Uh, we shall see. Uh, yeah, and I jumped in with uh, LA Thieves. Uh, so we all got different answers here, I feel. But uh, yeah, I went with uh, LA Thieves. I specifically because I really like um, Nade Shot or Matt, whatever the fuck his name is, the dude who owns the team. Oh, yeah. Uh, I used to watch him. On, I actually think I look a bit like him. And I used to watch him on, uh, he used to vlog a lot. And uh, he just seems like a cool guy. So I was like, fuck it. <laughs> the cool guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. All right, next up, we have best esports event. And I actually really like this category. Not that the event owners care that they win this award probably, but I do like that we're recognizing and like pushing forward, making these events better. And it's not just like one event that dominates, but here are the nominees. Evo 2022, 2022 League of Legends World Championship, PGL Major Antwerp 2022, 2022 Mid-Season Invitational, and the 2022 Valorant Champions. I'll go first. I am picking the 2022 Valorant Champions. I'll be honest, I have no idea about this category at all. I know Evo is a big deal. I know that League of Legends World Championship is a big deal. These other three, I don't know anything about, but I'm on the Valorant train. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with League of Legends again. And honestly, even though I rode the League train pretty hard, I just honestly think it's one of the best looking and most well-produced tournaments that's out there. So it's kind of hard not to choose it. Uh, full ditto on everything Josh said for, for, for Worlds. Yeah, and I'm with Matt uh, on Valorant because Valorant was really cool this year. All right. And then finally, the last East... No, yes, the last esports category. Okay, thank God. Whew. All right. Best esports game, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Dota 2, League of Legends, Rocket League, or Valorant? Josh? So... I'm letting my brain carry me on my choice, but my heart wants to take me somewhere else. Uh, so brain says best esports game. It's still going to be League of Legends. It's still going to be at the top. Heart makes me want to go Rocket League because, goddamn, it really is such an easy game to watch and enjoy, and it's so simple to catch up to. But I just think League of Legends is going to take it again. Yeah, I honestly feel like this could be the Valorant year. Like we're we're talking about, we're very split here on what we think is going to happen. But I'm still sticking with League of Legends. It's just I I have to be I have to be humbled. I have to be proven wrong. I have to see the Valorant uh, win before I start switching my allegiances here. I mean, I'm on the Valorant train, so Valorant. Yep, choo choo all aboard Valorant train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to see what takes it here. Watch it beat Dota. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I really think this is CSGO's year. It's going to be one of those awards that they just name where they're doing like four in a row and yep. not bringing anyone on stage. All right, next category. We're out of esports. We have content creator of the year. Again, yes, I regret to inform everyone. We did get snubbed, unfortunately. But here are the nominees. We have Carl Jacobs, Ludwig Ogren, Nibelian, Nobru, and QT Cinderella. Uh, so the only person I've heard of is Ludwig, so that is my answer. Last year, I went for the only person I've heard of, and it worked really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went with Nobelian just because he's been showing up on my Twitter a lot. Um, well, not anymore, because <laughs> yeah, not anymore. Twitter, but he, he was for most of the year. And I mean, Ludwig does a lot, but I mean, Ludwig's omnipresent at this point. So exactly. Yeah, I'm going Ludwig. I mean, he's just, he's so huge right now. I mean, he is, he's a massive character in, in, in streaming. And, and I think his YouTube thing happened this year too, which really took him to another level. So I'm going with him. 
Yeah, I agree. I'm going with Ludwig. The fact that Ludwig switched from Twitch to YouTube kept such a massive following and has effectively like become like the live streaming variant almost of like Mr. Beast has uh, been kind of wild. He does so much unique and cool shit. I feel like it's got to be him. When I'm scrolling through shorts on YouTube, he comes up all the time, like clips from his podcast. All and the time. Bro, honestly, bro enthralls the shit out of me. I don't even watch his live streams, but when his clips come up, like I just watch that shit. Same. I'm like not even, I don't even really know who he is or what he does really other than he streams and at least used to play video games. But like he is so entertaining. He's I don't the know most why. Charismatic motherfucker. This episode brought to you by Ludwig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check out his YouTube channel. All right. So now let's get into some games and not, not just esports games, but other games. Now we have best sports slash racing game. Nominees are F1 22, FIFA 23. NBA 2K23, Gran Turismo 7, and Ollie Ollie World. I'm going with Ollie Ollie World just because I don't care about the other games at all. I am also <laughs> going Ollie Ollie World. I just think it's it's just so different from the others. And the others are, you know, they're churned out year after year. Although I will say that's not the case for Gran Turismo 7. I almost picked it, but I am going to go Ollie Ollie World. It's a little something outside the box. I, I like the Ali Ali World pick, but I'm going to go with Gran Turismo 7. Uh, something about the PS5, haptic feedback, all that kind of shit. I feel like it's just going to do wonders and it's going to take this one. Um, I love the Ali Ali World pick, but I feel like it's a weird place. Like, I feel like they threw it in there because they didn't know where else to put it because it's not like technically an indie, <laughs> right. but like it was cool. Um, great game, too. Um, but anyway, the point is, uh, I'm going NBA 2K23. Whoa. I don't have a good reason. I just have a gut feeling that I've heard a lot of like hype on this sort of. Maybe I'm totally off base, but I feel like this is just like the year where they're randomly going to throw it that way. Wow. All right. Okay. Next category. Best fighting game. We have DNF Duel, Multiverses, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battle R, The King of Fighters 15, and Sifu. My pick for this one. And it's not really a fighting game exactly, but I'm going with Sifu. I think that of the categories that Sifu is nominated for in, in the Game Awards, I'm feeling really good about it because I just think it was a really underappreciated game that a lot of people really do like. And so I'm, I'm picking it here. Yeah, ditto. I'm with you. I don't think any of these other games really stand out to me. I mean, Multiverses almost makes me want to pick them like, because of the meme. But like I, I still think it'll be Sifu. Yeah, I mean, multiverses is kind of shit. Um, a lot of these games are stuff that I'm also not super up on. A lot of it's like anime fighting games. So, I mean, they're not bad, but are they going to like stand the test of time? But yeah, I think Sifu is kind of an interesting outside pick there for a fighting game. And I agree, Matt, out of all the things that it's nominated for, like the other categories, this feels like the one they can clinch. See, I would disagree, uh, which is why I went with multiverses, because it did something that, uh, hasn't been done in that genre and that it brought true actual good online to true a smash type fighter um and honestly i don't think sifu belongs in this category i don't know why it's here i don't either i don't think it belongs it, there it shouldn't be <laughs> next up we have best vr slash ar game i always like this category and i'm glad that it's included now we have after the fall among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter 2. Josh? 
So this is absolutely my meme pick, but I honestly also just think it's fucking hilarious with every clip I've seen. Among Us VR is wonderful. It's incredible to watch. I would hate it myself, but I love watching it. That's a solid pick. I'm going in with uh, Moss Book 2. Uh, I just thought it was really creative and just interesting. And, and you know what? Honestly, it feels like what I just a lot of these I'm basing on. It feels like what the game awards are going to give it to. Uh, I'm giving it Bone Lab because it's the, because Bone Lab. If you're familiar with Bone Lab or Boneworks, it's one of the few games that's actually trying to push VR into a legitimate medium. So I give it to that. Bone Lab is the best game on this list, but I am also going with Among Us VR. I just think, I actually do think that there's something really special about Among Us VR and something like that makes Among Us really scary. <laughs> like, I don't want to play Among Us in VR because I'd be freaking the fuck out. Looks fun. But uh, I'm, that's what I'm picking. All right, next up we have Games for Impact. The nominees are A Memoir Blue, As Dusk Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Ending, or sorry, Endling, Extinction is Forever, Hindsight, and I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. Yeah, so a lot of these games were games that I wasn't super familiar with. Um, I know Mike was saying that Citizen Sleeper didn't really feel like fully like a Games for Impact kind of game, so that kind of threw me off of that pick. I personally went, uh, and I don't know enough about As Dusk Falls, even though that is something I'm interested in. Um, but yeah, I'm going for a game that I've had on my backlog for a long time, which is a memoir, Blue. I just, uh, from what I've heard, it seems like that's the entire point of the game, like a like a experiential poem that has to deal with like loss or something. So, I mean, it just really feels like it's almost like Oscar bait, but it's like a Games for Impact bait. So that's what I'm going for. I ended up picking Citizen Sleeper. I still don't feel like it belongs in this group, but I don't know. I This, this category was very weird to me. I, I'm not really sure. Yeah, this category was weird. This is probably the weakest year for Games for Impact. I, I can't think of another year where they just kind of... It feels like they just had to find games to fill out the category. There are games that could have been here that didn't get nominations. I'm going to go with A Memoir Blue, like Paul did. It, it feels like Oscar bait. It's a Games for Impact bait. That's what it is. And see, that's kind of what I think about Hindsight. I looked mm. at the uh, trailers of all the games that were mentioned here and hindsight to me stood out as one that they were absolutely trying to go for the most impactful thing they potentially could. So I'm absolutely going with hindsight. I'm surprised. I don't know if it came out in 2022. The one I'm surprised it's not on here. Uh, Mike, you may know the name of it. It's um, Sage played it. It was spirit something spirit fair. That's been out for a while. Oh, has it? Okay. I wasn't sure if it was 2022. Okay. No, I wasn't sure. Because, yeah, I felt like this category was a little bit weaker. Was Unpacking last year? That yeah. was 2022, yeah. Okay. All right. Next category is Innovation in Accessibility. And I got to be honest, I don't know about many of the accessibility innovations in these games. They just haven't really been super high profile. But the nominees are As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Matt. I don't know why any of these are nominated. I'm actually kind of put off by the fact that these are the nominees because I'm like, what the fuck did they do? Um, but, you know, I went with The Last of Us Part 1 because now it's accessible on PS5. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with The Last of Us Part 1. The Last of Us Part 2 had 
a wealth of accessibility options that the first game didn't have because it was older. And now in the remake, they just throw all that in there with a few additions. I think I assume God of War because these these PlayStation first party games have so many accessibility options. I'm sure God of War has a ton as well, but I'm going with Last of Us Part One. Yeah, I've done absolutely no research at all on this. Uh, <laughs> all I know is that As Dust Falls is very much like a sit and watch and make minimal decisions as you play. Not I feel true. like there's a lot of potential for accessibility options in that, be it speaking to make your decision or minimal amounts of clicking and moving that you have to do. So I feel like it has potential to uh, win it, but who knows? I think that's an interesting pick. Like when I looked at, I did play the quarry uh, this year and I did, uh, I have checked out as dust falls and I was thinking about those, but I think in games like that, where there already isn't a lot to do or actually like gameplay inputs, it doesn't have that same kind of thing where it's like, look how accessible our very complicated game is. That kind of is like, you know, like Forza horizon five was such a good pick because they were like, look at all we can do um, with what seems complicated. And so I think last of us as well, uh, is just another one of those examples of a game that's kind of like bragging. I've heard a lot about the accessibility in that game. So I think they're going to go for whoever brags to the most. I'm curious to hear what they have in return to monkey Island because it's right. It's just a point and click. So like maybe like there's some controller support or like some eye tracking thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what they could have. Cause I think there's all like, there's, um, there's voice acting, and I, I don't know what they I don't know what they would have done in that one. There's not much to that game. Yeah, I thought that was interesting as well. All right, next up we have best mobile game. We have Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. So I want it to be Marvel Snap, but I'm picking Genshin Impact, who I think won it last year. So I think they're gonna. If that is the case, I think they're just gonna repeat. Yeah, I my brain says go Genshin, but I'm not. I'm just going to go Marvel Snap and uh, I hope it gets it because uh, I have a feeling it could very well be Genshin again. Yeah, I'm feeling um, well, I'm feeling similar in the fact that I think Genshin Impact is going to take it. Um, my first thought, weirdly, was Diablo Immortal. I wrote that down just because <laughs> it was so huge. Like, it doesn't matter if people like were pissy about it. It was huge um worldwide so and it had such a cultural impact this year um at least at the time that it happened like it was a big deal um so but anyway i I scratched that out and wrote genshin impact because it's fucking genshin impact i've watched so many phone reviews lately um to like you know because i got a new phone and in that every single reviewer of every single phone was like, let's see how the phone runs on Genshin Impact. Wow. Everyone. It is It is like, well, it's the most demanding game you can play on mobile, but also, yeah, it's just like, it's just fucking everywhere. I think I saw a commercial recently and I thought it was Genshin Impact, but I think it was Tower of Fantasy in the phone commercial. Mm-hmm. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going with Marvel Snap just because I hope that's the case. I don't really have a good reason for it. It's a pretty <laughs> simple card game, but that that's my pick (laughs) i still keep meaning to play it i need to it's been on my phone for months all right next category is best community support we have apex legends destiny 2 the witch queen final fantasy 14 fortnite and no man's sky so i'm gonna go with no man's sky on this one i i went with final fantasy last year but I kind of feel like in Walker released like into 2021, there hasn't been a whole lot else going on with it. I just feel like it's been kind of radio silence from them at this point. 
Uh, no Man's Sky, I'm still seeing them talk, release things. I just feel like this is probably their one chance to get it. So yeah, No Man's Sky. Yeah, um, I did think No Man's Sky, and I know we talked about it a lot last year, and I had a really impassioned feeling behind it. Um, but also, I feel similarly about Fortnite, uh, and I just think, fuck it, it's Fortnite. I'm throwing my throwing myself over there. I was going to give it to Final Fantasy again this year, but I decided to give it to No Man's Sky for no real good reason other than it's No Man's Sky. I'm giving it to Fortnite just because I think that the community is so much bigger than No Man's Sky. That's really the only reason I'm picking it over No Man's Sky. So that's why I'm going to Fortnite for this one. All right, next up, we have a best ongoing game, Apex Legends again. Destiny 2, The Witch Queen again, Final Fantasy 14 again, Fortnite again, and Genshin Impact again. And again, I'm going Fortnite. And this time, I'm going Final Fantasy 14. So, quick correction, I'm looking at my picks now. I actually picked Final Fantasy 14 in best community support. And I think I'm going to keep the original pick. So, scratch that, scratch out Fortnite. I'm going with Final Fantasy 14. Best ongoing game, though, I am going with Fortnite. I am so deeply torn on this because Genshin just had some shit released. And people get absolutely violent about new shit releasing. (laughs) Because I have Fortnite picked. You know what? I'm just going to stick with it. I'm going with Fortnite. All right. Very nice. Next up, we have best audio design. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok. Gran Turismo 7 and Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I'm going with Gran Turismo 7 because it has cars in it, and that seems like a good trend. Yeah, I'm also going Gran Turismo 7 essentially for the same reason, although I don't feel super confident. I feel like this one could just go to any of these games (laughs) for no good reason. Like It could just go to any of them. Yeah, I think if this was Forza, I'd probably go cars, but it's not, so I'm going with Call of Duty. I feel very similarly. I'm going Call of Duty. I've heard nothing but positive things. The the standout thing that I keep hearing time and again about these new Call of Duty games or the most recent releases is just how tight the audio design is. So yeah, going for that. All right. Next up, we have best score and music. A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And for this one... I'm going with Elden Ring. I I just, it just feels like we're starting to get into the part of the award show where it's going to start going to Elden Ring, a bunch of these awards. I haven't heard, I'm sure the music is fine in God of War Ragnarok, but it's not like I've heard much about it. Plague Tale Requiem, same thing. Metal Hellsinger, I know that's like the entire point of the game. It's just not a big enough game. You're not going to win against Elden Ring, so I'm going with that. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, although I think if Elden Ring wasn't in the picture, you could see Techno Technoblade. Uh, what is it? Techno uh, Xenoblade. Xenoblade. Jeez, why am I thinking about Technoblade? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, dead Minecraft YouTuber. No. So much like near Automata from last year, I feel like Xenoblade could do something because it does have a solid soundtrack. But yeah, Elden Ring is just too fucking solid all the way around. It's probably gonna take it. So I'm going to Elden Ring. Uh, I'm going full Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, I think that it's about time. I think at some point in these shows, uh, out of left field comes a Japanese game that I wasn't expecting. Uh, and also, uh, people love these, like game gamers, game awards people um, love 
Japanese game soundtracks. Like, they do. fucking love them. Uh, and Xenoblade, I know, is one of the ones that really kind of channels some of that classic, wild uh, game soundtrack. So I'm going for it. Uh, I picked Mel Helsinger because I believe it's already won awards for scoring music. Also, this category is a sham. <laughs> I it's insane that Tunic isn't in this one. By the way, it's insane that Tunic isn't in this one. It's insane that Cult of the Lamb, Cult of the dude. Lamb, isn't in this one. It's insane that Elden Ring is here. Like, and I'm the, sorry, and the God of War is here. Get them out of here. Yeah, if they're <laughs> indies, they go in. We give them the indie category, and then they can't fucking be anywhere else in here. This one is a great. Like, Cult of the Lamb is. <laughs> maybe the best video game it's like a top three video game album of like the last five years wow and yep. it's not even in this category it's yep. crazy mm-hmm. all right <laughs> next category is best art direction we have elden ring we have god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west scorn and stray so uh gonna have to give it to scorn i mean it's literally the only thing people are praising it for like that's fucking it everything yeah. else is awful but the art is I mean, the guy gets his dick sucked at the end. It's incredible. 10 really? out of 10. What? Does that happen? <laughs> There's like this goofy ass <laughs> scene where what looks like a dick comes out and then a big tube comes onto it. I don't know if it's the end, the beginning, wow. but you're getting, you're getting loaded up and ready to go for what? I'm not quite sure, but the art's incredible. Scorn. <laughs> um, that tube really looks like a tube. Uh, yeah, no, I'm also going scorn. I mean, like, listen, there's going to be games that are better games that probably also have very competent art direction on here. Um, but scorn just because the only thing it excels at is art direction doesn't mean it should get it. Um, but this HR Geiger fucking stuff is wild. And to take a swing like this and to make such a disgusting body horror, like just flesh, flesh core kind of game, uh, flesh punk. Uh, I don't know. I think they should be rewarded for that. Even if the game isn't great. Uh, I think Scorn should win, but I don't think it's going to because I think people are going to say Cat, Stray. Fuck, I forgot. I got to start I predicting fucking God. Stray for these categories because they're going to give it to Stray. So I think it's really dumb that Elden Ring and Horizon Forbidden West are in this category. Not that they aren't good looking games, but I just don't think like art direction. When I look at those games, like that just doesn't come to mind. Uh, something like something like Tunic definitely comes to mind. Something like a memoir mm-hmm. blue or something yeah. that is like specifically yep. an art project. Yep. So I'm going to say stray here because I do think that, you know, the cat, the art direction with the cat was pretty impressive. I think it's really difficult to make a cat look as good as they did. And, you know, cat game. So we're going with cat game. A mocap cat. It's a mocap cat. I want to see the behind the scenes on that. I'm sure it exists. They, they put ping pong balls on a cat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's all you need. All right, next category: best sim slash strategy game. We have Dune Spice Wars, which I didn't actually even know came out. To be honest, <laughs> we have Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Total War, Warhammer Three, Two Point Campus, and Victoria Three. Yeah, I'm coming in here uh, hot with Two Point Campus. Uh, just judging by like Games Fest and other hype, I really feel like uh, Jeff Keighley has a good deal with the Two Point Campus folks, uh, and it's going to win. 
I just <laughs> who's playing this shit? You know who it is? That's fucking the game awards. That's who. Wow. Wow. I'm wow. kidding. It's I good. Really... But it's one of those things that's like mainstream good in this way where I think it's not mainstream enough that like everyone casually plays it, but like gamers, I don't know. I think it's gonna win. So all right. I'm with you, Matt. I didn't know that Spice Wars even came out. Um <laughs> that was a surprise to me. Uh I think came Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope is probably a great baby's second XCOM light um because baby's first was the first one <laughs> victoria 3 shouldn't be on this list it's not a good game i don't know why it's here it's got poor reviews i went with total war warhammer 3 i'm with you on this whole thought process that two point campus is probably going to win it but I just I don't know this this category is so weird. Why is Two Point Campus going up against Total War Warhammer Three? They're completely different games. I mean, like imagine Two Point Campus like up against Victoria Three. Like that's not even. Yeah. it's so wildly different. And then Mario Rabbits. <laughs> yeah, it, this category makes no sense. They're all completely different games. It's the odds and ends category. <laughs> Doing Spice Wars came to early access in April twenty uh, twenty two. April, Jesus Christ, April 26th, 2022, set for a full release in 2023. I don't really understand why it's even eligible. That doesn't count. Oh, my God. But I'm picking Two Point Campus as well. And uh, I'm going to have to give it to Total War Warhammer 3 because I recognize the name. There you go. That's <laughs> there you it. go. It's a good reason. <laughs> hey, I've been playing Two Point Campus this week. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I actually have. Cool. <laughs> Is it fun? Yeah, it's yeah. fine. That's the Two Point game. <laughs> All right, next we have best family game. We have Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. So what the fuck is a family game? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so confused. You get your family, you get your game, you plop them down on the couch. Basically, best Switch game. <laughs> I guess. Basically. Yeah, that's all I'm. That's all I'm seeing here. Or like best which, game which that's is, like good for kids under eight. Because like Nintendo Switch Sports is kind of pathetic. Splatoon Three is I wouldn't call a family game. Um, honestly, I wouldn't call Kirby a family game either. But I went with Kirby because Kirby. You're not gonna sit down with your family and play these games. The only ones that you might is maybe Switch Sports, but. Probably not. I I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a weird category. It really is like the best children's game, but they call it family game. I am going, this is like, this is the one where I'm picking the out of, out of the box one. And I'm going with Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. I just think there might be some uh, vote separation between all these other Nintendo games. They might split the vote. So I'm going with uh, Lego Star Wars. Not a bad guess. Uh, I almost went with it, but then I was like, fuck it. People like sports. We're going to go Nintendo Switch Sports. If it had been like a Wii Sports, I would have said differently. But yeah, I don't know about Switch Sports. Haven't heard a lot. What I'll say here is Matt, I also wrote Lego Star Wars and Josh too. I also wrote that down. And then I, I crossed it out. Diablo Immortal Style. It's out of here uh, because I'm going with, once again, uh, the game that I just think Keeley fucking loves and his friends at Ubisoft uh, won't uh, stop showing off yeah, at every one of true. his events. And that is Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. I think this is just a lock. That's a really good point. It's a really good it's point. a fun game. Yeah, I'm not I'm not knocking the game. I just like 
half of half of like the Keeley events are Mario plus rabbits <laughs> being like way too excited. All right, and moving on to best adaptation. This is a brand new category this year. This is the one that put it from 30 categories to 31. And we have Arcane, the animated series. We have Cyberpunk Edgerunners, the animated series, Cuphead Show, another animated series, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. The animated series. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be better. Well, I think that this one is obvious i i mean it has to be arcane like i recognize that sonic the hedgehog 2 was a good movie cuphead shows really cool and cyberpunk edge runners is also something that people love but it has to be arcane i mean arcane is like a generational type of good show it's not just like show of the year it's like a show of the decade type of thing yeah i tend to agree we haven't gotten to arcane yet we watched the first episode and haven't dove in anything else but from everything I've heard, it's got to be Arcane. I'd be surprised if they don't. The, the only sleeper that I think could maybe come up with recency is maybe Cyberpunk because people really are high on it uh, and it's more recent. But honestly, Arcane has the league push and it's unironically just good from by all accounts. So, uh, yeah, got to be Arcane. Uh, I got to go with Uncharted just because like it's crazy to take <laughs> it's crazy to take a Tom Holland film and make such a competent video game out of it. Like honestly they've made all these great sequels. Nathan Drake's such a cool character. They aged him up for the game, but uh, <laughs> No. Um my answer of course is Arcane. If Arcane doesn't win, we riot in the fucking streets. <laughs> like listen, I think Edge Runners is probably great i haven't watched it i'm sure it's very i'm sure it's cool um or you know like a good like a good um one of those like love death and robot show like like turned into an entire series or something but uh anyway yeah i think it's great i'm sure it'll be good um sonic yeah same thing same stuff you said matt but arcane is just such a a a tour de force um it's huge uh and yeah it would be a huge mistake to miss out on it. the only thing i think could maybe win it uh just based on like pure fucking cash uh, is maybe Sonic, but I really hope not. First, I want to address the disservice that Matt gave Sonic. Sonic is a great movie. <laughs> okay, okay. Not a good movie. It's okay, a great calm down, movie. Calm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's Arcane. If Arcane doesn't win, people are wrong. If, if Arcane <laughs> doesn't win, the game awards are canceled next year. It's like, one yeah. of the few like objective there's an objectively correct answer here. It's, yeah. Uh, Arcane is a show of like probably one. Of, it's the show of the decade. Also, easily. let's be honest. If we are talking uh, a game being or, or sorry, a winner being pushed by money, I think Riot and Netflix are going to win that category too. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But uh, it's Arcane. It's Arcane, guys. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have best performance. We have Ashley Birch as Aloy in Horizon Forbidden West. We have Manon Gage as Marissa Marcel in Immortality. We have Christopher Judge as Kratos in God of War Ragnarok. We have Charlotte McBurney as Amicia de Rune in A Plague Tale Requiem. And Suni Soljic as Atreus in God of War Ragnarok. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Christopher Judge to the uh, soon-to-be runner-up game of the year, God of War. <laughs> so yeah, I mean he he always does a fantastic job. Uh, he brings Kratos to life. I'll be shocked if he doesn't. I mean Atreus is I I'm I've heard people are more annoyed by him in the first game. Uh, I'm not sure how he is in the second game, 
but people are always high on Chris Judge and his performance, so he's probably going to absolutely shit all over this category. Uh, I'm jumping in here with Man Engage uh, for Immortality. Whoa. I have heard just from like uh, following things like Polygon and some of these like you know more hipstery uh, gaming outlets that people fucking love Immortality and these Chris Barlow games, and like I am like totally out of the loop on these. Um, but they have really been kind of sneaking up, I feel like, on uh, on people. And now there there's like a, a real award show presence here. They have multiple nominations. Uh, and I think maybe a real life kind of acting performance that can be manipulated through gameplay. I think that is going to maybe take it this year. I think if we start to get FMV performances like this all the time, then that's going to really bring that genre forward. Agreed. Uh, I'm giving it to Ashley Birch. For no reason other than it's Ashley Birch. You Birch head. I'm also giving it to, to Ashley Birch because I just think the sheer amount of work that she had to do for this role, just, there's so many voice lines. Like this is a massive game. So I think that that's a huge part of it. Christopher Judge, he's awesome. Kratos is, like Josh said, brought to life because of him. But at the same time, Kratos is not the kind of character to me that wins a best performance kind of award. I, th- I think he won in 2018, didn't he, for Kratos? Did he really? Maybe. Maybe he did. It, well, that was a big... With the being the reboot, I could see that. Well, if so, if so, he deserves it and then leave it. Leave it at that. He doesn't need to keep winning it. If that <laughs> uh, No, in 2018, Roger Clark won for Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, oh well, right. that's fuck. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Another amazing performance. Yep. All right. Well, very good. Next up, we have Best Narrative, A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. Yeah, uh, I'm going uh, with the first of many, I think, for this game, God of War Ragnarok, something I have not personally played yet, just came out recently, but I have not heard such uh, acclaim over a storyline and over... like. It's been a while since I've heard everyone go, you're going to cry, you're going to cry. It's hilarious. It's adorable. Every character is like, I've just, I've just seen so many reviews of people just gushing about it. And I, I've seen no one say anything bad about the, the main storyline. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm fully going in for God of War Ragnarok. Um, I have read negative things about God of War Ragnarok's story, but I'm still going with it. It's better than what else is there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I... Honestly, it I feel like a Plague Tale Rake, Requiem should probably win it because that's kind of like yeah. the point of the game or Immortality. However, I feel like since this is a popularity contest, um, they're not going to get votes. I don't know why Elden Ring is here. I don't know why Elden Ring is here. <laughs> George R. R. Martin. It's a different kind of narrative. It's conceptual. It's for outstanding storytelling, and they don't tell you any of the story. It's all it's all told through swords, bro. We promise. <laughs> Mike, you live the story. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, I'm also picking God of War Ragnarok. I've heard incredible things about the story. I have heard that I've seen some comments where they're like, there are times where the gameplay can be a little annoying or isn't that great, but it's the story that keeps people going because it is so good. And so that's what I'm going with. Yep, pretty much. I'm going with God of War as well. There's no shot it doesn't take this. Uh, literally, I don't understand how Elden Ring is on this. I like, <laughs> like, unless you have Vadi Vidya conceptualizing everything in my ear as I'm seeing it as I walk through the world, I'm never going to understand that shit on the first go around. So this is the first category that we have a consensus on. 
I believe. Yeah, I believe so. All right. We'll see if we have any more going forward. All right, next up, we have Best Indie Game. The nominees are Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Um, <clears throat> This is the first category that I actually felt like they were 80% of the way there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they actually saw games, um, and then they <laughs> but saw then they, a cat. But then they put Call to the Lamb in there, and it was like, oh, oh you guys yeah, yeah. killed it. Perfect game here. But, but then they saw a cat, and they're like, oh, everyone loves cats. That's such a great game. I picked Call to the Lamb. I honestly think it could go to Call to the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, or Tunic. At this point, it it is a shot in the dark. I also feel like it could go to Stray because cat. And that's upsetting. <laughs> so what did you pick? I picked Cult of the Lamb. Okay. I have a... F- mm, here's, here's the thing. I've heard too many people say that Stray is the best game they've ever played. And that... What? Hurts me. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yes, Matt. <laughs> you know what? Uh, to each their own. <laughs> All right. So my pick is Tunic. I think that Tunic is phenomenal. I love Tunic. Tunic is potentially my game of the year a little uh little uh, insight into that down the road but uh yeah it's tunic for me yeah i mean you just gotta hang your hat on the cat at this point it's gonna be stray <laughs> absolutely yeah um i'm going with you i actually had call to the lamb written down and then i just remembered like right as mike started talking about how he's picked call to the lamb i'm like right this isn't what i want this is what i think is gonna win and uh i just think there, it's not, Stray's nominated for way too many categories, but uh, I think this is the one they'll give it because they have to give it. They feel like they have to give it an award because everyone loves it so much, and this is what it's going to win. I also think Stray is really stretching the category of indie game because yes, it's it's an Annapurna game, but I think they got a lot of PlayStation money. So we're like we're, we're although you know Tunic, you know I guess they got some Xbox money, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Stray was all over PlayStation advertising. Yeah, I think the issue here is that they're stretching the game part of indie game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, next up, we have best <laughs> multiplayer game. Your uh, yearly inclusion of Call of Duty. Not anymore after this, but Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. All right, so I'm going multiverses on this just because it's not going to be Call of Duty. It's not going to be Overwatch 2. TMNT, like, I okay, cool game. It's it's just, it's not going to go up against these others in Splatoon 3. I just don't, it's not going to win best multiplayer. So it kind of just defaults to multiverses for me. I think Call of Duty is absolutely going to crush this category. Overwatch 2, I just don't think has a chance because it's just fucking Overwatch 1 but with a new coat of paint. Uh, but Call of Duty is Modern Warfare 2. It has the name. It has the branding. It's going to take this category. I think if this were Blizzard of a few years ago, um, even if Overwatch 2 was still Overwatch 2 exactly as it is, um, just that that brand cachet of being Blizzard might have carried it. Um, but yeah, it's out for sure. No one cares. I think it's so clearly, obviously, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Really? Matt, I'm, I'm a little curious why you like so quickly when it's not going to be Call of Duty. Just because because it's Call of Duty. But this is the what the one like that everyone's been waiting for for like three years ever since the last the one you know yeah I just I just it, it's it's hard for me to to get behind Call of Duty winning an award at a show like this yeah fair enough but anyway that's that's my vote I mean I love it I think it's a fantastic fun multiplayer experience but yeah 
I, it's it's hard for me to see it winning. Like I'm shocked. I'm shocked like to see this. multiverses is nominated in so many categories when it's just such a mid game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of with Paul. Matt, you went down the list and kind of eliminated everyone, and I, I, I would eliminate everyone but Call of Duty because Overwatch Two is hot garbage. Splatoon Three, actually, hmm. Oh God, do I change my vote to? Do I change my pick to Splatoon Three? Whoa, that's some wild shit. <laughs> no, I don't. Splatoon Three, no one asked for. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, who cares? Multiverses doesn't have that great of a multiplayer experience if i'm being honest like like mike you said it's the only one of those kind of games that has a good online but even then it's still like not that good it's just better than everyone else's no but like it's it, it's it's really it's a really solid like tight online experience where you don't have like stuttering or just actual bullshit the problem is the rest of the multiplayer experience is kind of just like eh it's very, very bare bones. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going with Call of Duty. Nothing should win this award. None of these. <laughs> there are no good multiplayer games this year. <laughs> I think what's Pretty funny. Much. I don't actually know the reception for Splatoon 3, but I think of the on this list, I think TMNT like scored the highest. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think that's a like it's a great it's not that it's not a good game. It's just not like it's a, small. it's not it's a, niche. yeah, it's like a local multiplayer game. I don't really, or I guess it is online, but it's just not what you think of in 2022 when you think of multiplayer game. Like it's kind of another one of those ones that barely fits. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, it's different, but it's like how it takes two was up for multiplayer game. Last yes. Year. Yeah. Similar, similar vibe. Okay. So next up we have best debut indie, which shares a lot of the same games as the indie game category, but we have neon white Norco. Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. Ooh, this is a toughie because Vampire Survivors stands out. But you know what? I'm still going to just let Cat carry me to uh, victory. I'm just going to go Stray again. I feel like Stray is just going to do it. I don't know if it's any kind of wonderful or great at all, but I just feel like, ooh, Cat, it's going to win again. Uh, yeah, so it's funny you say that. I actually think this is a more interesting category pick. Like, I mean, Cult of the Lamb, obviously, it was good in indie game and things like that. But I, there's some interesting stuff in here. I wanted it to be Norco. Uh, just I'm, I'm happy that that got a nom. Uh, also, you know, cool to see Tunic again. But yeah, here's what I think about this category is that in the indie game category, because um, what the fuck does this even mean? Like, best debut <laughs> indie. Stray also debuted. Um, but I guess it's like the first time Annapurna, like it's not the first time they made a game, but it's, it doesn't fucking matter. The point is, uh, is that uh, they wanted to put uh, vampire survivors in this category so that it could win and, Str- and Stray can have indie game. Um, but they didn't want to put vampire survivors against Stray because they want both to win because vamp- they just have to give vampire survivors an award. So I'm going vampire survivors. People won't shut the fuck up about it and it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's Tunic, um, and Tunic should have been up for Game of the Year. Um, I don't care about that little kitty that's on the screen. Tunic is just better, and I, I have hope in humanity that people will vote for Tunic instead of Stray. Nah, Brad's Vampire Survivors. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so I'm very confident that Vampire Survivor is going to win this category. Yep. But I want it to be Tunic, so I'm going with Tunic. I think oh. Tunic is the most deserving pick here. I agree. Although Norco is pretty great. 
but yeah, definitely not fucking vampires, <laughs> but it's going to win. All right. Next up, we have best action game and the nominees are Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. We have not had enough Japanese representation so far. Uh, and where the fuck else is it going to be? Bayonetta 3, hit me. That is going to win. Uh, disagree. It's Sifu because this is the game. This is a category that Sifu should be in and should win in. Don't know why it was in fighting. <laughs> it is an action game. Yeah, it's weird that it's in two of those categories. It's in two genre yes. categories. It's so weird. Um, no, nah, Sifu's amazing. Um, Bayonetta 3, honestly, I haven't really heard much about other than it's just more Bayonetta, which I guess is a good thing. I don't know. Who cares? Sifu, please. I'm also picking Sifu here. This is a game that I really want to get to at some point. I know that they were working on putting in difficulty levels and accessibility options. And I don't know if that's in yet. I need to go back and look, but Sifu is a game that I'm really excited about trying. Like it could be like three years down the road and I'll still just be like, Oh, Sifu's on sale for like five bucks. I'm going to pick it up. Uh, I was going to say Sifu, but uh, I'm on a Sifu diet. Oh, I Sifu oh, and, no. I, and I eat it. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> Uh, we're going Bayonetta 3. I feel like it's Hell an opportunity yeah. for them to take it. It's Bayonetta 3. All right. Next category, we have Best Action Slash Adventure Game. This is A Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Yeah, so I think this is the category that God of War will actually win because they're not going to win Game of the Year. Yeah, so I think it's possible that this is actually the one that Horizon Forbidden West wins, but I am picking God of War Ragnarok. I think it's just going to outvote it in the category, but I do think if if Horizon Forbidden West ends up winning something, it's going to be this one. Yep, I agree. I think this is uh, definitely going to be God of War. I'd be surprised if anything else takes it. I feel the same way. I actually feel the same way as you, Matt, where I think that my first thought was this is the Horizon category. Like, I think this might be where they take it. But also, I don't know, fucking it's got a war. It's, it's, it's genre category. Throw it in there. All right, next up, we have best role-playing game. And even though I don't need to, I'm going to read out all of the nominees because I don't really need to go past the first one, which is Elden Ring. <laughs> we have Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It's Elden Ring, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be Elden Ring. No shot at anything else. Uh, I'm saying Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Really? I just feel like they're going to give Game of the... You I'll just give... want to be different. I'll give the game away here. My game is that I think Elden Ring's just going to win Game of the Year and Whoa. other games will take the other. It's almost like too much time has passed that it's not exciting to say Elden Ring anymore. So they had they made a bet they have to make Elden Ring Game of the Year. But I think other things might take some of these smaller categories and I'm saying Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I think there's a lot of people who want this. Again, I think there's a, like a lack of Japanese representation that might be kicking around here. I think this Elden might be- Elden Ring a, is Japanese representation. Yeah, but I mean like like culturally, <laughs> like Elden Ring doesn't feel- I like know, a, I know. So anyway, I don't know. I'm going Xenoblade, fuck it. We'll see. I'll, I'm probably wrong. I'm going to first say, why is triangle strategy here and not in the strategies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Category, um, because it might actually have won that category. Um, I'm going Elden Ring. It's obvious. I, I 
I'm sure Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is very good and should probably win it. Honestly, I don't really think Elden Ring should win it, but I feel like Elden Ring is just going to win it. All right, next up, we have best. We're getting a little spicy here. We got yeah. best game direction. We have Elden Ring, God of War. Tell me if you've heard these names before. Elden Ring, <laughs> God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. God, I'm struggling on this one. I'm stuck between Cat and stuck between... <laughs> Dude, are you and fucking stuck, kidding and me? stuck between Elden Ring going Lord of the Rings Return of the King on this shit and just sweeping. Uh, and I think... You know what? Fuck it. I think Elden Ring is going to go Return of the King on this shit and just fucking take the majority of the categories they're in, including best game direction, because, I mean, it's fucking Elden Ring. I'll talk more about it in the game of the year selection. But yeah, I'm going Elden Ring. Uh, interesting point. Uh, first off, the fact I forgot Stray was in best game direction. That's fucked. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's like, is it in best? Is it in game of the year? Is it one of the nominees? <sighs> Walking Sim, yes. but cat. That's fucked up. <laughs> uh game direction though is is even worse like it's just not like art direction maybe um anyway fuck it um i'm once again <laughs> god i'm so offended i just didn't realize i forgot um where's tunic uh but yeah anyway uh in terms of this I, once again like i said i'm giving the game away here i think it's gonna be god of war ragnarok i think this is a, a real shot at game direction uh, just for the holistic experience, I think mechanically, uh, Elden Ring is a better game. Uh, like I think it, it holds up to be better in its in its gameplay elements. Uh, but I think God of War, from the cinematics, from the the feel of it, from this like blockbuster movie vibe they got going on there, I think that could really take it for direction. So I'm with I'm with Josh. I'm torn. I'm torn. I know Josh is torn because he he didn't have Elden Ring written down when he sent me his picks. Did he have cat? He did. What um, the fuck? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm basing my choice off of the description of the award. Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. For me, that's not God of War Ragnarok. They just made a sequel to their 2018 game. That's the same with Horizon Forbidden West. I, oh, I really want to say Stray should actually probably win this category but the funny thing is seething. they won't <laughs> and I'm, it's I'm Elden not Ring I'm not seething I'm not like that I, I, I think when you put it like that honestly that's like not it like it is like a it is a it's creative, an innovative way yeah. to do a story and a game it is doing it from a perspective of a cat sure yeah I don't think it's going to win this category and I think it probably should I think it's Elden Ring yeah, I think that's a that's an interesting way to bring it up. So your pick is actually Elden Ring? Yes, my pick is Elden Ring, but I think Stray should probably win it. So I I actually kind of wanted to pick Immortality because I felt Hell like Hell yeah. Best game direction, the auteur aspect to it. However, then I realized Elden Ring also has Miyazaki, and there's an auteur aspect to Elden Ring as well. And Elden Ring is the game that's going to win all the awards anyway, so I'm just going to go with Elden Ring. <laughs> all right, we have two more awards here. This next one's a fun one. It doesn't really mean anything, but it's a fun one. So that's most anticipated game. So you either pick the right answer um, or uh, or not. There, there's a there's an objective correct answer here. <laughs> is there? Yes. The nominees are mm. Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy. Resident Evil 4, 
Starfield, which was on this last year, and I think won it last year, and The mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom? Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears. Tears Elden, of the Ring, Kingdom. Elden Ring won uh, most anticipated game, by the way, last year. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I, as I said already, I think there's a, a right answer, and for wrong answers, the right answer is uh, Starfield. It's Starfield. It doesn't matter if I think it's the most anticipated game. Uh, this is huge it's 10 it's 11 12 years in the making here uh of of like having a skyrim level event i don't think even fallout 4 had that kind of cachet people are fucking seething um for a bethesda game and again i don't care if it's buggy or whatever uh i think it's just what jeff's gonna give it to i would say you're wrong paul (laughs) i don't think there's there i don't think starfield's the right answer you know why because starfield should have been out by now but jeff doesn't care I know Jeff doesn't care, but I think other people have like, I'm not, I'm not saying people have moved on from Starfield. I think people want it. I think people are waiting for it, but I think it got delayed and people are just like, okay, we're just going to wait, whatever. We've seen a lot of it already. We already pretty much know what Starfield is going to be. I'm going to go with the game that we've seen the least of, or maybe tied for least of uh, Legend of Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, for me, this was this was maybe the easiest pick of all categories. And I went with Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom because Breath of the Wild was it's one of the most well-received games of all time. And I know, you know, like Skyrim was as well, but I think Mike just said it how we've kind of seen Starfield now that 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 the allure of Starfield has kind of faded a little bit. I do almost think like people are just like, I just want to see it at this point. I, I, like the, the hype has died down. I just want to see the game. I just want to quickly respond and just yeah. say, <laughs> I, I'm still picking it because it was my gut, but I, I get what you mean. Thinking back now, I think before we saw it, there was like this dream that maybe it would be mm-hmm. this like next gen yeah. thing. And then it's just Skyrim with better textures right. uh, yeah. and in space. And it's like, okay, yeah, it was what we thought it would be. So yeah, I, I was going to say, we haven't really seen that much like gameplay, but we saw enough to know what it is now. And it's like, yeah, so I, I see what you mean now. That's fair. I actually think the internet's answer to this is Hogwarts Legacy. Like I think, yes, because I think people that's are probably, so Reddit. Yeah. That's the Reddit answer. Like that's the Reddit pe- answer. People are so curious about this game because it could be, it could, honestly, it could be terrible. It could be a really bad game, but everyone, there's so much hope. Being to be fair put with that game, with that game, I was gonna say that's the game we've seen the most of. That's true. Like, yeah. We've seen, we've seen so much shit of that game in the yeah. last like six months. It just goes back to Zelda, just because Breath of the Wild, so big, Josh. Yep, pretty much. As the uh, resident Bethesda stan, I would love to say Starfield, but even me, I'm like, all right, I'm just ready to see the damn game and play it at this point. I just give it to me. I'm going Legend of Zelda. I just, I, it blew people, it had people by, fu- by the fucking balls uh, with Breath of the Wild. It's going to have them in this one. I'm just anticipating, you know, how will the weapons break? Please don't. Please in don't. In an even that. better fashion. It's going to suck ass if they do it again. I might actually play it if they don't. The tears of the kingdom are actually mine from my weapon breaking constantly. <laughs> All right. And here we go. The final category, game of the year. The nominees are A Plague Tale, Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Mike, take it away. Oh, boy. All right. 
So last year I said that I was going to play every game of game of the year uh, nominee <laughs> and I have played I'll say zero of them. Um, so with that in mind, <laughs> I have watched some stray and I've watched way too much Elden Ring. Thanks to Josh. <laughs> it's going to be Elden Ring. It was Elden Ring from the start. It was Elden Ring all year. God of War came in and was like, hey, we're God of War, but no one cares. It's Elden Ring. If it goes astray, I'm not coming back to the Game Awards. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like, if it goes astray, I am not returning. <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, if it goes astray, we're like, they're officially a farce. So yeah. I, but I don't think it's going to happen. That's too, uh, it's too out of left field. Yeah. Stray just, it doesn't belong anywhere near this list. Like, I no. can, I think it's, it's okay to recognize that Stray was like an interesting concept and like, yeah, cool cat game and all that stuff, but it doesn't belong on this list. If anything, it should have been replaced by Tunic, maybe even Cult of the Lamb, although I know Cult of the Lamb was a little bit more polarizing. But there are, are so, Sifu. I mean, there are just so many other games that you could have put on this list. Immortality even. Like there's just, I don't know. Stray doesn't belong on this list. But look, I think it's pretty obvious. I think it's Elden Ring. The only real contender here is God of War Ragnarok, but I just think Elden Ring is inevitable here, and it's it's going to them. Yeah, I pretty much agree. I mean, you this game fucking took the world by the balls like Skyrim did back in 2011. It lived up to the hype in in a way that not many games do. Very few games. It exceeded the hype and yeah, some expectations. Yeah. Like that. That's what's so crazy about it. Like where it had its shortcomings it still just like blew the doors off of I think what anybody expected from software was capable of. I mean, it's one of their best games they've ever done bar none. The the popularity it reached is insane. Dark Souls 3 definitely reached a bigger crowd compared to 1 and 2, but like Elden Ring like exceeded it by an obscene number. Uh I mean, there's no way this can't take it. I mean, it literally TikTok is one example. Like there was a time where from like February, March, April, like 50 to like 75% of my TikToks were just Elden Ring because it just had everybody obsessed with it. There's no shot this doesn't take it. If God of War wins this, I'm going to be a little bit pissed. If Stray wins it, I'm going to shit in the floor and just, <laughs> just like, come on, bro. So just to put into perspective what you said about the popularity of Elden Ring versus Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls 3 sold 10 million copies. Elden Ring. As of September, 17 and a half million copies. It's the fastest selling Bandai Namco game of all time. Yeah, um, I, I will just quickly jump in to say TikTok's not a good example of something being popular. Uh, if it were, then Bo Burnham talking about how social media is killing us all would be the most popular thing in the world <laughs> because that's what all my TikToks are. Um, but yeah, fair point. Uh, yeah, I mean, Elden Ring's Elden Ring. It's, it's fucking crazy. Um, Stray, I think in a different year, uh, might have been a contender. Uh, if we look at like last year, I don't want to like compare these two games at all, but like last year we were kind of like going, it takes two. Is that like a game of the year game? You know, does that fit yes. like as a normal classic game of the year? And then it won. But that's, I think, because it was a year that was shit for video games or 2019. in a lot of ways. It, it, 2019, it could have been up there. Yeah. And so I think 2019, or I think a game that was a year that was weak, 
Um, I think Mike made a good point. I mean, I played, uh, well, like me with a lot of games, I played like everything, but like the last hour of Stray because I just, I fit, I couldn't finish my binge and then I just never came back because it was not compelling enough. But that being said, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was cool and I think you're right that it did some innovative things and it was, it was an interesting concept, but yeah, I mean, uh, obviously not the year here. Uh, I wish it would, I, I think, like I said before, you know, I think a lot of these games are great games. Plague Tale, I think in a different year, uh, could have maybe won. I don't know what it is with Plague Tale that like doesn't catch, doesn't catch fire. Like the first one was this like cult hit. And then this one really should have kind of blown up and didn't like, I don't know if it's the marketing or something about the setting, but it just doesn't catch. But yeah, uh, I think, uh, like I said, God of War Ragnarok, honestly, I think dessert like is, is in an equal, a similar area to Elden Ring. Uh, I think that in a in a different way it's it's as good um but yeah like i said i think it's going to win a lot of those small not smaller awards but like the game direction or action adventure and things like that i think we're going to see a lot more god of war ragnarok awards but elden ring is going to be game of the year all right lock it in that was a consensus right we all said elden ring yes yeah all right so elden ring is a consensus and what was the other category was it another elden ring category that's a great question can't remember uh, it was God of War Ragnarok for best narrative, I believe. Maybe. I think. Oh, Arcane for best adaptation. Oh, yeah, yeah Arcane. For yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. We'll lock those in and we'll see how we do when the when it comes showtime. And and remember, we will be streaming that December 8th, twitch.tv slash goodnightgroups. We're going to begin our pre-show at 7.20 p.m. Eastern. The actual Game Awards show begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Let's move on to the water cooler. We're going to take a quick break around the water cooler to discuss the games that we've been playing this week. And since the show is going a little bit long, we will make it a quick break. We're going to be brief about this. But Josh, let's go to you first because I know you've been playing World of Warcraft Dragonflight. It's finally out. And uh, let's hear about it. Yeah, so far, uh, so good. It's basically all I've played just because Thanksgiving kept us busy. But I, I'm having a blast. I the i already was enjoying the talents i already was enjoying the uh the new class but i of course went with the uh the old faithful to uh, start as my main which was the uh rep pally which is what i've always played through first with every expansion regardless of if i've uh, mained it or not i'm planning to this time they've actually done some really fantastic changes uh having a blast with them uh, played quite a bit with fave last night just to kind of slowly get our levels up and uh, we got our dragons Holy shit, the dragon riding is incredible. Is it as cool as it looks? It is so fucking fun. I nice. li- I think we spent about 45 minutes last night doing one race trying <laughs> to time trial. Like, it is so fun and engaging. It is fan-fucking-tastic. And to have it in, like, my favorite game really does the like world wonders. And the music? Holy shit. I got, I got a little emotional the first time I dove off a cliff. Uh, with one of the dragons. I mean, it was like, it really was some how to train your dragon type shit. <laughs> like, I genuinely felt like I was in like a how to train your dragon movie. I think it's because the art style in WoW suits so well to the happy-go-lucky, over-the-top, like, excited action of it. it it's just fantastic. I, I'm only level 62. I'm not going to sit here and say Dragonflight's the best expansion ever created. But so far, the vibes are really happy. They remind me of Mr. Pandaria, and I'm really excited to play more. Oh, Josh, just really quick. Are, when are you going to make your Drakthir Evoker? Uh, I've already made one. It's, uh, I, oh yeah, it's level 60. I've just, uh, 
I'm not really going to play it much, if I'm going to be honest. I don't really like the way it plays all that much. Gotcha. Uh, it's just, it's not my thing, honestly. Yeah, I heard the sore effect is really cool. Like, it's very similar to the dragon riding on, like, a smaller scale, how they, like, fly around and do, like, a cool glide thing. It's solid. It's it's fun. It needs to be on a shorter cooldown, but it, it is a lot of fun. It's I honestly feel like it should just be their default. Uh, they should just have dragon riding, like, as their, like, racial yeah. thing. Because it, it, it looks goofy as shit to see them on the back of a dragon. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like seeing Worgen riding a wolf. Like, it looks stupid. So, the Drakthir, ev- so the Evoker, it's like one and the same, right? Drakthir can yes. only be Evoker, Evoker yep. can Evoker only be... Okay. Can only be- yeah. So, it's like a mid-range range DPS sort of, right? And and also a healing spec? Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I mean... When we first learned about him, I thought it was kind of an interesting concept. It's just like I'm never going to play anything that's not a paladin, so it's it's not for me. But I don't like like race locking and class locking like that. I just like True. like we've we've moved so far away from it in WoW. In fact, I think in this expansion was when they finally got rid of all of it, like for every other race. Just about, yeah. I think they have said that they are going to yeah. So they added rogue and priest. Mm-hmm. Those are the first two that every race can be now, and they're gonna continue doing that and i think right. at some point the plan is to do that for evoker as well yeah. they just aren't there yet yeah but yeah it's it's very weird with uh torn rogues now and all that kind of kind of stuff <laughs> all right mike what'd you play this week oh i didn't expect my, me to be next okay i played gloomhaven the tenants two-point campus dark tide tastemaker frostpunk <laughs> and potioncraft but no one cares about the games that I play because they're all boring, nerdy shit. Um, so I'm going to talk about the one game that I want to bitch about, Overwatch 2. Um, oh, oh, it's back, baby. We took a two-week hiatus, Have but it's we back. Have not beaten it to death already? No, I love no. This. We're going to beat it further to death. Mike's a glutton for punishment. Like, just put it down, oh, man. I'm it's so mad. Relationship. I'm so mad. I'm mad because I was right, and I want to kind of gloat about how right I was, but also bitch about how bad it is. I haven't played Overwatch 2 in weeks. God, I wish I could see the last time I logged in. It's been a while. And recently they released the uh, details for the new hero that's coming out, the new tank, the new tanky boy. And he is the most broken, overpowered piece of shit that I've ever seen. (laughs) And I'm like, hmm, this is really, really fucking interesting that they're releasing this guy for what reason? Oh, to sell battle passes. And you know what? They'll probably nerf him in the two week minimum that you need to do in order to unlock him for free. It's bullshit. Game is bullshit. Mike, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I'm just not realizing that they they put themselves in a position where they're going to have to have way too many heroes because of the battle pass, because that's what's going to sell the battle pass. No, they're they're not going to have too many heroes because every new hero is going to be better than every old hero <laughs> because they literally took skills from old heroes from Overwatch one heroes and just threw them on this guy. Oh, good. Perfect. Yikes. He's got Doomfist abilities. He's got old Orisa abilities. He's basically got Orisa's auto attack. He's got the ability to uh, pierce through barriers, even though he himself makes a barrier. So the best counter to to him is playing him which is <laughs> so fucking stupid and Mirror he's anti- lands. and he's anti-flyer because he's got a cc field that hits flyers and brings them down and you know they didn't want cc in the game yet here we go fuck it i'm mad <laughs> i'm right, so, so mad 
potentially we can put Overwatch 2 to bed now, finally, maybe. Until until Overwatch 2 wins multiplayer game. Of <laughs> yeah, the, until game it wins multiplayer year, game yeah. of the year. I will talk about Dark Tide for for a moment because Please I did talk play about sh- Dark Tide. I played a shit ton of it. Uh it's really good. It's also really broken. Um, it's not gonna score really well when it gets released because it's still really fucking broken. Um, but it's really good. It's fun. Uh it's enjoyable. It's a really fun four player romp. It reminds me of like what Back for Blood was, except it's got more staying power because I think, you know, the Warhammer IP just has more staying power. And you know, the the personality behind each character is there, which is surprising. Like is you create your own custom character, so you kind of expect not a whole lot, but each character you can choose which planet you're from, uh, give yourself a backstory, give yourself a second backstory, give oh, yourself cool. uh pick between one one of three voice actors for each uh gender as well. Um, and each one has has different voice lines based off of the voice actor that you pick. Um, they will have different personalities. So you're picking a personality wow. and that personality has a certain voice to it. Um, it's really cool. It's really fun. I enjoy it. Um, I wish they would fix a lot of the broken shit in it. And I don't mean like, oh, this this is overpowered or this is broken. I mean, like there's there's literally broken like achievements in the game <laughs> that lock cosmetics behind it. I'm just like, please fix this. Uh, to be fair, they have like 27 hours of maintenance time before they release tomorrow. So hopefully some of the fixes are there and they're going to fix a bug on my axe that gives it 10 times the amount of power that it should have. So I'll stop one shotting everything. I'm going to be <laughs> real sad. Now, maybe you can, go more into it next week but i do want to hear yes. like thumbs up or thumbs down on gloomhaven you've been playing a lot of it i'm biased i have the board game oh okay okay this is the third time that i'm playing gloomhaven so okay i play i play i have the board game and then during covid i played it again on uh tabletop sim and then uh me and my buddy who played my board game version of it he got it for free off of Epic, and I was like, why don't we just play it? Because, you know, it's Gloomhaven. It's, okay. it's a good game. Um, and he's like, yeah, sure. So now we've been playing it. Very nice. Very nice. Paul, what about you? What would you play? I just need, like, 30 seconds. Uh, I've been playing more New World. It's fun. It's cool. I don't know. I'm just having a great time. I don't have anything, like, crazy to say about it. I've just been grinding it out. Uh, I We did do some dungeon content this weekend, uh, like we normally do on, like, fr- <laughs> Friday nights that we keep doing our our dungeoning and that's yeah. a lot of fun uh i didn't uh I, I know you guys uh played a little bit more on uh, the sunday and things as well but yeah i, I didn't do too much uh, group play uh just kind of hanging around we're all, i'm almost at cap we're all uh, matt and uh matt and i and our buddy are almost all at cap at max level for new world and uh, it's pretty exciting it, it's it's neat how we were talking about how um every as you get stronger the zones really do get more wild like it's not just like they all you kind of start out in these like very classic like european medieval like witcher 3 kind of zones and the more you uh level up you get like this crazy you know they have brimstone sands now this crazy desert there's like this like very like um chinese inspired mrs pandaria zone there's like these crazy colors and more like high fantasy stuff uh, in some of the zones so it's it's neat to see that um but also again it kind of hits home that thing uh which uh, josh you might actually um relate to a bit which is that dang you just level too fast in new world and i'm i'm missing out on all these cool zones and i know i can just go back and like do them and gain standing and things like that but it is kind of fun when 
I, I can like get like the leveling aspect. Maybe that's just because I'm like a leveling nerd from like old school video games. But obviously I can just go back and do the quest whenever I want. But yeah, it kind of kind of sucks. It doesn't like kind of force you to go play in those more. Like I could I could probably do like double the leveling time and still be happy like that. I'm be a little happier that I'm not so close to cap. Yeah, I agree. I wish that it was a little bit slower. So it forced you to go into different zones a little bit more because I I don't know, there's maybe what, like 10 zones or something like that. And I've been to like half of them and I'm level 56. We're like, we're kind of dad gamers. Like you and I, we don't have kids, but like we, we both kind of like play a few hours a night, maybe a couple hours a night, not every night. Um, and then we'll have like a big weekend session, maybe one of the days of the mm-hmm. weekend or yeah. something. And so, you know, it's not like we have a ton of time to play. And I, so I think like it's, it's nice when it's not a huge slog to, to get through the leveling, but still this is, to even even we're doing it and we barely we don't have a lot of time to play <laughs> yeah i would say it's probably it's it takes longer to get to max in new world than like retail wow but not much longer probably not much yeah. longer yeah but i'm still having a great, a great time i started using the warhammer a ton and i'm yeah. really loving that it's a lot of fun i just got like a really good drop and i'm like yeah i guess i'll try it out and yeah it's awesome it's really fun and it makes my guy look like a paladin and i love that i also briefly i'm not even enough to talk to talk about it but i briefly touched Dragonflight, and very confused on this i was talking to josh about this before the show i'm just very confused story-wise because they don't really get you into it very elegantly and i didn't do any shadowlands is the first expansion where i just didn't even finish the campaign so i don't know who these characters are i don't know what the hell is going on they just throw you right into it and they're like yeah, we're going to the to the Dragon Isles. It's like, okay, why are we going to the Dragon Isles? I don't, I don't know why we're going there. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's kind of like a reset where there's like, fuck it, I yeah. don't know. Let's just go yeah. have fun. <laughs> it kind of feels that way. I will say though, the story cinematics that they throw at you, like the in-game uh, model cinematics, really good. Like they look really good. I, I don't know if like the story, like story wise, I don't know if it's amazing acting wise. I don't know if it's amazing, but it is fun to watch. So they get props for that and, and props for including that because they don't like, they don't have to do that, but that's a good way to deliver story. And then God of war Ragnarok haven't started it yet. It's installed on my PS five. I will be playing it this week, especially after reading a ton about it. This, this, the past few days and how much people are loving the story. I really want to get into that. All right. Let's move on to Cash or Trash. In Cash or Trash, we look at the upcoming releases for the next month or two. I'll name the releases and then the panelists say whether it's their cash or their trash. Each panelist can only choose two caches. The rest, they need to be trashed. But, and this is brand new, the guys I don't even think know about this. Before we begin, we're going to quickly revisit our picks from the last time and get an update on them. So, my picks were God of War, Ragnarok, and Dragon, uh, World of Warcraft Dragonflight. I just mentioned I barely touched Dragonflight, and God of War is installed, but I have not gotten into it yet, but I will be getting into it this week. So the update, I guess, on that is good. I have both of the games, and I'm going to play both of the games. It's just a matter of when I get into both of them. Paul was absent last time, so he didn't have any picks. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> tell us about the Entropy Center. <laughs> Uh, what the fuck is that? Uh, oops, oops, Daisy. I just, I decided to save my money. Yeah, yeah. I love go. adding accountability to this. It's really gonna fuck Josh and I over pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're we're ruined. Uh, and you also played Dragonfly. You talked about that. 
in the I water did. cooler. Mike picked Sonic Frontiers last time, which he has played a bunch of and he has been enjoying. And Mike also picked Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. He said, quote, which didn't happen. He said, quote, during the show, playing it day one, which he didn't do, but he is into it now. And Mike, give us a brief, brief summary of your uh, playing Scarlet. When and Violet. was it released? No, early, early to mid November. 17th, it, like, maybe? Day. It was like day four or five, maybe. Yeah, it might have been. Firstly, I didn't buy it. It got gifted to me. Um, right, that's right. Nice. But yes, uh, I've played both Sonic and Pokemon Violet. Sonic, good. is good Sonic game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have much else to say. I've already said enough on the podcast, and I'm sure Matt doesn't care. Pokemon Scarlet or Violet uh, could have been the best Pokemon game ever made, um, but they fucked it. Um, and I mean, it's super good if you just ignore the fact that you're playing pile of shit. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> like, I, it's a great game that's interrupted every ten minutes by something going wrong. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I kind of just like laugh at half of the shit. Also, it performs a lot better not docked. Oh, that's weird. It looks like ten times better when it's not docked, mainly because it's like, oh, we don't have to do anti-aliasing because everything's scaled down. Interesting, but yeah, yeah frame rate issues, bugs, glitches, uh, cameras going wonky, you name it. Uh, draw distance—that is literally from me to my computer screen right now, <laughs> which is uh, about the length of my arm. <laughs> Pop in, literally in front of me. Have you ridden around on the invisible Pokemon yet? I have not been able to okay. get my my Miraiden to go invisible, but I have. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't even really use the Miraiden that much for two reasons. One, it sorry, lets, the mount is called Miraiden. Yeah, it's Miraiden, like, and like uh, I'm riding. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's Miraiden and Co-Riden. Oh God, is that the one with the little co-pilot seat next to it? No, that's the red one. That that's the red one that has wheels but doesn't use the wheels. Oh, oh that makes me so mad. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, that's why I picked Violet. I don't actually use the the hover bike because as much as I probably should, because the game runs better when I'm walking. And also they put all the Pokemon in and it's very similar to Arceus. I wish they had the ability to catch pokemon without having to enter a battle with them yeah i love that in arceus so much but the auto battler kind of takes that place the auto battler is peak oh my god just yeeting my pokemon out to then ravage a landscape Very nice. a plus All right, i'm cutting you off there because it's not the water cooler yeah we're, we're, <laughs> i know it's not the water cooler <laughs> next week but, next week yeah but um I was gonna I was gonna say really quickly, they put all the Pokemon in and they're the right si and they're like size specific, so all the bug Pokemon are really fucking tiny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. Really I love that. I always <laughs> just assume they're giant. No. <laughs> all right, we gotta make some new picks here. And I'm actually very curious as to what you guys pick in this batch of games because this is a this might be the weirdest batch of games that we've ever had in Cash or Trash. It's just like such a strange mix of shit. Uh so no, November 30th, we have Warhammer 40k Dark Tide to start off. I'm trashing it, although I am interested. Mike, I, what are you doing? I, I'm, I'm thinking you might be cashing this. I don't know how to answer. I already own it. 
<laughs> is it is it one of your winners counts. of the batch or is it is it is it a loser of the batch? And you can only pick two. We know the rules. Yeah, it's cash. All right. It's cash. I mean, if I didn't buy it, I would have bought it compared to everything else on this list. So right. yeah. Paul? Uh, it looks really enticing. Uh, I almost bought Vermintide 2 recently. Matt, I think you also almost bought no, it. No, I, I do buy, have you it. You did buy yeah. it, and then we didn't end up playing it. Was it was like but, five bucks. Yeah, I might have actually bought it. I don't remember. But anyway, the point is, uh, yeah, super enticing to me, but I still haven't even played Vermintide. Maybe I'll play it at some point when it goes on Steam sale for crazy cheap in a couple of years. So is it? it's trash, though? It's a trash. Okay. Yeah. Josh? Yep, nope, trash. December 2nd, we have Marvel's Midnight Suns. I've been saying for a long time I have no interest in this, so yeah, it's still, it's trash. Josh? Yep, trash. Paul? This is a cash for me. I don't know if it's like a day one. I'm not really a day one kind of fella, but I'm very interested, and I think if reviews, I'm, I'm, I'm tentative on reviews here, but if they hold up, uh, I'm thirsty for like a good marvel story that's not like the same fucking story we've got like in movies and things like that or a mobile game story uh so yeah i think this could be really really cool and i think the card aspect uh in like the the xcom aspect could be really neat and then again in a non-mobile way which is a lot of what i've been playing those kind of games as mike oh absolutely cash whoa i've been waiting for this for since it was announced so yep cash does that mean that I have to participate in the rest of it? <laughs> no, no, we'll just skip you. you you're <laughs> two caches right off the bat. That may be a first time in, in a show. I don't know if we've ever done that before. All right, December 2nd as well, Need for Speed Unbound. I'm trashing it. I'm, I'm, I was going to say I'm kind of interested. I'm not interested. I'm trashing it. I'm trashing it. Josh? Yeah, no, Need for Speed is uh, like the Newport cigarette of racing games. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a no for me, dog trash. Yeah, I don't I don't care. I didn't even know this was happening. All right, December 2 as well. <laughs> we have the Callisto Protocol. I'm cashing this. I'm cashing the Callisto Protocol. I can't guarantee that I'm going to play it, but I'm really intrigued by it. I missed out on Dead Space back in the day, but I do think I'd like a modern version of what that is, even though I guess the the modern version of Dead Space is coming two months later or a month later or whatever. <laughs> but the Callisto Protocol, it has the original, you know, the original guy, our 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 friend, <laughs> friend of the show, Glenn Schofield. And uh yeah, I'm going with Callisto Protocol. Paul? Uh no. <laughs> it's <laughs> trash for me. Uh I missed out on Dead Space and then, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I'll play Prey, which I know isn't the same thing, but it's kind of like, oh, maybe I'll play like a scary space. No, maybe I'll play Alien. I just, I never end up playing any of these spooky space stuck on a ship games and I'm not going to play this one, but it looks cool. Josh? Yep. I love Dead Space 1. I love Dead Space 2. Callisto Protocol is going to be a cash easy. Uh, I am looking forward wow. to this. Probably going to play it this coming weekend, turn oh, down yeah. all the lights and fucking... Get a get a little scared. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I love that. I love. I really that. wanted to cash this. Wow, I can't wait to. But you cashed Marvel's Midnight Suns. Well, that's yes, a, because I've been waiting for it yeah. for so long. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, even sure. know it came out so soon. Oh yeah, it's coming so soon, dude. December sixth, we have Hello Neighbor two. Uh, trash. It's trash. Paul, uh, cash. Uh, I'm cashing that one. What? No, I'm just, just <laughs> I was like, you, holy shit. You imagine? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, that shit's going right in the trash. We talked about this, I think, last week about how I don't understand how the fuck Hello Neighbor is a thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm so offended. Why is this game being made? Get it out of here, trash. 
December 9th, we have Choo Choo Charles. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> I'm trashing it. Josh, what about you? Tr- trash. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, listen, this is like a contender for 2023 best art direction. But uh, for now, I, I got to say it's uh, it's a trash. Oh, that is not what I expected when I looked at yeah, it. Yeah, right? What the fuck? Isn't it basically like they made a game that's like a meme on the Skyrim Thomas the Tank Engine? Yeah. That's basically what it is. It's a horror like version. Spider legs. It's fucked. Yeah, it's really frightening. I actually think it looks really creative, but also like garbage. So I'm cool. Yep. December 9th, we have Dragon Quest Treasures. Do I need to go around or is it all trash? All trash. Trash. Uh, December 12th, we have Wavetail. I'm trashing it, although I, I, I do think it looks interesting. Into the bin it goes. I feel like we all kind of, like, we can skip a lot of these games. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we all are picking now. Just, uh, um, <laughs> Wavetail, I will say Wavetail actually looks pretty cool. Um, I remember we actually talked about this a, a few months ago and we're pretty into it, but yeah, yeah it's trash. December 13, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. I'm not even going to ask you guys. I know it's trash. <laughs> December 13, we have High on Life. I am going to go around for this one. I'm trashing it. But yeah, go ahead, Paul. So here's the thing. Oh. This is on Game Pass, but I'm go- I'm still going to give it a trash just because <laughs> like like a bunch of the games that are coming up here are games that are I'm, are going to be free to me. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately I have to kind of choose here. And this is a trash because I, I I just can't imagine playing it on day one or day 50 or day. But like, <laughs> I'll play it. I'll, I'll play it at some point. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it just it deserves a trash. I'm sorry, Justin. Yeah, I agree. This is this is right in the garbage. Uh, I'm gonna play it day one. Yeah, uh, probably just just to download it on Game Pass. But if it wasn't on Game Pass, would I spend my money on this? Fuck no. I think that's a good point, right? Like it's not like things that are on Game Pass. It's like, would I buy this if it weren't on Game exactly. Pass? Exactly. Like, that's the cash. Like really, abs- right? yeah. absolutely not. Like if it was fifteen bucks, yeah, maybe. Yeah. December fourteenth, we have little. Sorry, not little. Lil Gator Game, and I gotta say, this looks cute. But the thing is. I want it to be a platformer. It's not a platformer. It's just like a, it's just like a slice of life thing. Oh, it's so cute. It's Why is he wearing cute. a little hat? But I'm trashing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trashing it because it's not for me. But that is adorable. This, this is the kind of thing that makes me want to have children. Just so I can, <laughs> I can like play a little gator, yeah. little gator game on with them. I would absolutely go hog wild with this just because alligators are my favorite animals. Hell yeah! But unfortunately, it goes in the trash. Also, it's uh, Platonic, which is cool. That's good for Oh, me. really? It's yeah, published by them? That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. All right. December 14th. I was actually going to include this as an honorable mention. I wasn't even going to make it like an eligible pick. But in the end, I just said, fuck it. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, the next gen upgrade for Cash. PS5 and Xbox Cash. Series X and S. <laughs> as you can hear, Paul and Josh both just cashed it. I am also cashing it, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we are i'm a simp for Geralt, and i don't feel bad about it at all uh like fucking hell like again it's like it's, i think it's what josh said really clinched it for me even though i'd already made my decision it's just would i if i if they charged me money to get the upgraded version of the game i'd buy it yeah. like if they told me right now that i even i would pay <laughs> like i don't know about like a full price again but like Maybe get, get maybe this. I bought it on PS4. All right, I played it a little while. I bought it on PC. I've played it a little while, a few times through. I haven't bought it on Xbox yet. I'm about to buy it on Xbox yeah. Series S. It's fuck yeah! Like 
The Witcher 3 has me by yeah. the balls. It's because now I'm like, oh, wow. Now I can play on my couch with yeah. 60 frames. Like, this shit's going to be chill as shit. Dude, I, yeah, it, it totally. I, I totally agree. It's it's just, I would pay full price for this game. <laughs> I also own The Witcher 3 on three platforms. I own it on PS4, Xbox One. Same. And PC. Same. I The only one that I've beaten it on was Xbox One, which is where I first played Same. it. And PC, I never really played it that much. I just I kind of put mods on there and just mess around. And PS4, I played a bit, but that will PS5 is going to be the version that I obviously am, am playing the next gen upgrade on. I will say, I'm a little, and this is ungrateful <laughs> because it's free. I'm a little disappointed that it's not as big of a graphical overhaul as I wanted it to be. Although you little fuck, yeah, some of the screenshots though that have come out are actually they they show that it is quite quite an upgrade like the textures are all much better the game actually really does look quite a bit better it's it's subtle stuff right like it's it's not something you're gonna this is me being a huge fucking simp right now like i'm just like i stole for the game but like it is it's subtle stuff but like the the ray tracing some of the graphic some of the lighting stuff is nuts i i almost wish uh i did have a better pc and i was really like kind of focusing pc here but fuck it i'm just really excited to have this like a uh, great next gen console experience. It's going to be a blast. They haven't talked about the gameplay upgrades yet, which I just oh, so I want they, to hear. They did about. a twenty minute video that I just watched that came out yesterday, oh, where they really? went through and talked about a bunch yesterday. of stuff around table with developers. Okay. Um, there's really cool. I don't know if you know some of them, but like some of them are really sweet. It's like um, you can quick cast your signs now, so you can like I did hear about the, that. Yeah. Yeah, you can hold like the bumper, and then you have like all the face buttons uh, to use as your signs like on the go, which is fucking crazy. Um, there's like cool UI hiding modes. It's it's really cool. Okay. Uh, definitely check that video out when you're when we're done here. There, I would like the fast travel system to be fixed a little bit. That is not. That is not. Eh, well, that's my favorite thing about PC is that sweet mod where you can just yeah. fast travel from. Yeah, y'all literally is... just made me realize I might regret this because yeah. I have my nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine yeah. white and yeah. fast travel anywhere oh, mod, true. and that shit yeah. is goaded. And I can't look like Henry Cavill. I can wear his armor, but I can't fucking morph my my weird face into his, uh, which is a bit of a bummer. Don't worry. You can just morph it into Liam Neeson. It'll be fine. Or whoever the fuck he is. <laughs> Not Liam Neeson. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. That would be fucking <laughs> Liam crazy. Neeson. If it was That'd be Liam. crazy if they're like, hey, we added Geralt from the Netflix show as a skin, but it's the Liam Hemsworth version. <laughs> but it's actually Liam Neeson. <laughs> <Yeah>. Review bomb. <laughs> so... These last two games, I'm not gonna belabor them can because I, no one's. Can, can I? You uh, can you what? Can Can I take back my cash on Dark Tide? You, okay. What do you, What yeah. do you, <laughs> What do you want to put it toward? You haven't said it yet. Oh. Okay. Okay. December fifteenth, we have Aka. Mike, what are you doing? Uh, trashing. i think everyone else here is trashing it as well. We all have our caches, and December fifteenth, Black Tail. Excuse me. Jesus Christ, Blacktail. Big, big cash, big cash monies. I didn't realize. Every time I am told the name of this game, I don't realize what the game is. I don't realize this is the game that I'm thinking of because I what just don't associate Blacktail with what this game is. It's the Baba Yaga game. Oh, yeah. It's the it game cool. where you play as Baba Yaga and you get to forge the myth of Baba Yaga and you get to make the chicken house and i'm going to make the fuck out of that chicken house i was skeptical about this game but it like has a legit publisher so i actually think it could end up being pretty good 
it looks amazing it actually looks really cool like i i'm not gonna i wouldn't buy it um right now but that's sick as hell yeah i literally every time i think of this game i can't, i don't know what the name of it is and then i see blacktail i'm just like what is that oh baba yaga <laughs> all right it's my people <laughs> Mike swooping in at the very end with a surprise pick, but he's refunding Dark Tide, and he—I'm not uh... refunding Dark Tide. I already paid for it. I paid for it last month. That's I used fair. the cash from last month. That's, That's why fair. I put games like Aka and Blacktail and Ooblets on these lists is because Mike <laughs> Mike may very Mike. well pick them. Mike Ooblets over here. Listen, if Ooblets was on Steam, I'd probably be playing it, but it's not, so I'm not. All right, let's move on to the mini group awards. This is our sign-off segment today. So before we go, we're going to get ready for our Game Awards co-stream. Each panelist is going to give away their own original award to any game that released this year. So first, I'll go first so that they can kind of get an idea of it if if they aren't uh, totally in tune here. But I I do want to say my award last year, which is hilarious that it's coming up at this time, I gave an award to New World for biggest hack job. <laughs> so good on them for turning things around because best community support. Oh, New World. Th- you know what? Should have been best ongoing game. Absolutely not. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe taking it a step too far. All right, but my award this year it's kind of simple, but like be- because this doesn't happen very often, my award is best job of living up to the hype. And that's Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok. They tied for it for me. These are two games that two games you haven't played. Two games I have not yet played. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is like the it's hype for Elden Ring. Hype. Yeah. The, the hype for Elden Ring was insane, and it lived up to it. What Josh said earlier, I think he's right. It literally exceeded the the insane hype. But God of War Ragnarok, I had my doubts. Of course, I haven't played it, but I'm going along with the general consensus so far, and. I was worried about it. I was worried about them changing game director and all that kind of stuff. It has lived up to it so far. Mike, give away your uh, mini groove award. Yeah, I'm going to give. I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this. Dude, I was gonna, come on. I, I was going to give the, the best Sonic game award to Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> best Sonic <laughs> game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I think it's interesting that we do the most anticipated game of the year. The least anticipated game of the year is Mike's No, no, no. I'm not doing the least anticipated game of the year. I mean, I, I want to do like a, a most likely to disappoint. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm gonna give that to Starfall because I feel like it's Starfield just going to be. Starfield or Starfall? Starfield. Okay. Starfield. Because I feel like Starfield is not going to be what people want it to be. I want to believe. I want to believe. All right, Paul, you're a mini group forward. Yeah, um, my mini Groof Award is to a game that I don't think got enough recognition this year. Um, and that is going to be Award for Cutest Cat, and it's going to the main character from Stray. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What about Mr. Bigglesworth from Rath? Or sorry, B- Big the Cat from Big Sonic the cat uh, from Frontiers. Son- Sonic Frontiers, uh, he come was on nominated. Now. He was nominated. Cutest Cat, though? Big Dude, is adorable. Big, okay. Baby, he's cute All as right. hell. I'm not going to hear that. Josh... What's your mini group award? So we got to give a big shout out to Blizzard Entertainment. God, what incredible work those guys have done. I'm uh, going to give them the esteemed That Didn't Last Long Award. Uh, I played <laughs> Overwatch 2 for about a week and then it turned into Overwatch 1 again and I never touched it again. They actually won my least controversial company of the year award. Wow, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. 
Remember the podcast where you said you were going to play a shit ton of WoW Classic, and then the next week you were like, wow, I stopped playing WoW Classic. And then you're like, what game won't, will I stop playing next week? I was like, Overwatch 2, and then it happened. And then he played WoW Classic again. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then I, <laughs> yeah. and then I full cleared Nax and then never played WoW Classic again. Yeah. Oh, these things happen. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Groups Podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Goodnight Groups. If you really like the show, we do encourage you to check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroups. We currently have two different tiers available. All your support is greatly appreciated, and it's going to go a long way in improving everything here at the Goodnight Groups. The $3 plus tier is going to get you access to this show two days early, so you're getting it Friday morning instead of Sunday morning. And a special shout Matt, out. Matt, if oh, I spend yeah, yeah. $3 oh. in the Patreon, will the show end uh, end early? Because that's what I'm looking for right, right now, right about now. <laughs> wow. I'm offended. <laughs> a special shout out to our honorary group supporting us in the $5 plus tier. That's Andre, D, James B, and Jeremy R. A round of applause for them, please. The Stray Cat himself. Now, now Matt. If I yeah. pay $3 for the Patreon, can I get my next fan game of Sonic into the next year's Groofy Awards? What is your fan game of Sonic? <laughs> Are you making a Sonic game? Don't worry about it. Sonic Sudoku. <laughs> it's nothing personal, kid. We also ask <laughs> that you take a couple minutes to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Everything helps. Make sure to check out goodnightgroups.com for all of the content. You're going to find this podcast, Southern Fried Groups, which they're doing Fallout New Vegas right now, and it's really funny. So check that out. Game reviews, which we haven't done any in recently, but they <laughs> the old ones are still there. They live there. Anymore. They live there. On the website, you're also going to find a link to the community Discord where you can hang out with everyone, get the quickest updates, and chat with us on a daily basis. But before we get out of here, any final thoughts, guys? Uh, I am the Hideo Kojima to your Jeff Keighley. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That'll do it for us here today. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Take care, everyone, and enjoy the Game Awards and be at the stream on December 8th.